looking good this morning. We're going to get back into regular schedule. Christmas is awesome, but you know what? Routine is awesome too. <laughs> I miss it. I miss it. So Tuesday night prayer meeting, Wednesday night Bible study. Okay? Remember that. All right, and a little bit of uh, church business. If you want to stay and help me <laughs> and Barry and Israel and his crew take down Christmas and get everything back, raise your hand so I'll know how much I will feed you, but you're going to have to work for you suffer. Okay? So who wants to help me? That's not me. Oh, no, we got it. We got it. Thank y'all so much. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and then... Have you got your praise on this morning? I hope you do. Let's rejoice in the day that the Lord has made. Lord, we thank you so much for this beautiful day that you've given us, a clean slate. And Lord, we want to do your will. And Father, right now, we are in your house, and we just lift up all the praise and the glory that is due your name. Lord, help us to lay everything aside and focus on you this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Did you have a good Christmas? Amen. amen. Isn't it wonderful to celebrate the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? I mean, he is just so good. He just gets better and better to you. Nonstop. Today's the last day of this year. 23 is gone. Pushing into the new year. This is our year. This is our year coming. And things are going to happen in this next year that are going to blow our minds. Time to reach out by faith and claim every promise that God has given us. We're going to fill this house up with souls that need Jesus. Deliverance, healing, that is all here for this morning. So I just invite you to 
covenant with God, nothing can come and defeat you, not one thing. We are blessed of the Lord. Amen. Jehovah Nisi fights your battles. Jehovah Nisi fights your battles. Jehovah Nisi fights your battles. Jehovah Nisi fights your battles.
For I say, look up, your redemption draws near. 
Look up, says the Spirit. Your redemption is drawing near. It's not a time to draw back. It's a time to rise up. It's a time to see the Lord of glory. It's a time to exalt Him. Yea, so rise up, rise up, rise up. And offer the praise and the glory and the honor that is due this king that you serve. Honor him. Honor him. All glory and honor and power and blessing belong unto the Lord of lords and to the king of all kings. Yea, lift him up, says the Spirit. Exalt his name together. Hallelujah.
Let's sing that. Hallelujah. 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 See one more time. Hallelujah. Just take a few moments. Just begin to lift him up. Just begin to exalt him. Come on, just begin to lift him up in praise. Come on, just begin to lift him up in praise this morning. Lift him up in praise. Lift him up in praise. Just tell him how much you love him today. Tell him how much that you adore him. Tell him that there's nobody like him. Tell him that you have to have him. Tell him you don't even want to go into 2024 without his presence and power. We must have you, Holy Father. Oh, we bless you today, Father. We need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus.
We bless you, Lord. there's some stuff happening right now. You need to receive that. You, you really, you need to receive. I feel the weightiness of his glory. I was standing up here and hardly could stand. You felt the weight of that glory this morning. Just tell him, say, Lord, I need you, I need you, Jesus. I need you. I need you, Jesus. Oh, we worship you. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you. Let that healing river flow today. Let it flow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you.
sing that one more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sing it to him. Give him some praise right now. Hallelujah. My goodness. Hallelujah. You got anything? You did? <laughs> I felt like you did. seem to be insignificant to you will be a great time of increase in the days ahead. And the power of God shall come upon the church and a great shaking shall take place, not in a way that some would think, but a trembling in the presence of God, that they will shake and begin to move in the power, in the spirit of God. And the days ahead, the church will operate in the realm of the supernatural greater than it has before, because greater is he that's within them than he that's within the world. And then the forces of the Gentiles and all the world shall be mm -hmm. released into the church to finish yes. that work which I have begun even from the beginning to the end. For you're in the end time hour and you're in time empowered and you'll walk in that anointing and walk in the maturity of the believer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Mm. sidelines. I didn't call you to sit there and cheer someone else to go forward. I called you to engage yourself in the war. And so to begin to put on the whole armor of God as you should and march forth in the power and victory for I made you to be conquerors. And though therefore you will go in to the enemy's camp. You will go into the enemy's camp and you will take back that which he has stolen. Yes. And because I'm empowering you to do that, and you'll walk in that in the days ahead, in the year to come, it will be a year of a mature church 
working and operating in the glory and the power of God for after the shaking, mm. then there comes the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Abe, all you shout better than that. <laughs> Amen. And you may be seated this morning, yes. have the ushers to come. Lord Jesus. Pray for Deborah. She is extremely congested. She said her teeth even hurt. Missing some plates. Here. Lord wants a bigger offering. <laughs> How's that? Go for the gold. Amen. Let's speak God's word together today. Amen. I, I encourage you that you know that throughout the year you should always speak. You know, when they brought the tithe in, they would, you know, speak over it. And that the high priest would bless it. So we want to believe God's blessing today. Amen. Say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you right now. I release the tithe. It belongs to you. It is holy unto you. And I thank you today, the Lord, when I give an offering that you open the heavens up, pour me out blessing that I have not room to receive. Thank you that every need is met in the name of Jesus today. Amen. Next Sunday, we're going to be receiving an offering to send um, to help Israel. Not this Israel, but the nation of Israel. Amen. And um, with all that is going on over there, like I said, we're going to go through uh, Larry and Tiz Huck's ministry. He has done a powerful work uh, for the Lord there and 100% of the dollar goes, and I love that. And uh, there are other ministries that do too. I think Jensen Franklin, he's 100%, and there are some other ministries that give 100%, but all of your offering will be going toward that. And uh, it's a very worthy cause, amen. So I encourage you, remember that for next week as we uh, receive that offering toward the nation of Israel, amen. Let's go ahead and stand together, turn to First Peter chapter number 5. I'll be reading to you this morning from the message translation. And so here we are. What is this, New Year's Eve? I'll tell you, you guys partied way too much. I can see you're so full of Christmas ham and turkey and, and the cakes and cookies and all kinds of stuff. Man. And so we're believing God's fire to burn that off of you today. In the name of the Lord, amen. 
but this is New Year's Eve. Everybody say New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. We're at the threshold, the beginning of a new year, and um, most everybody makes New Year's resolutions and at the head of the year, things that they want to do and accomplish. I quit doing that a long time ago and started saying, God, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Amen. Uh, it's a lot easier when he tells you and speaks to your heart. And so today, I, uh, you know, was just meditating in this week and, and trying to listen to the Lord about this year. And God began to speak to me actually some months back, and I, and I know this is going to sound, uh, you know, repetitive, but one of the things that he told me, he said, I want you to stay on this firm foundation. you got to reach down deep. Everybody say reach deep. I want to know how to stand. For the things that are coming up on this earth, the reason I want to know how to stand is so that I will flourish and not fail. Amen. So that I will succeed and not be overcome. And uh, because God wants us to be overflowing. Amen. Somebody say overflow. Overflow. I know one of the little mantras or the sayings that, that's out is, you know, more in 24. And I agree with that. There's going to be more good and more hell. <laughs> and so you're going to have to understand that. When somebody gets up and says, more in 24, more money, more blessing, more this, there's going to be more devils and more darkness and more hardships and trials. Amen. When he says, you shall be blessed in this life and a hundredfold, he said, with persecution. But the church better get ready because the world is standing up against God and against Christians. And so we want to be a people. Somebody say, I want to be a people that know how to stand and be strong. Amen. Uh, the Holy Spirit, I think that that is so so right that he's saying to us is that this is going to be a time of of the outpouring of the Spirit of God like we've never seen before. And uh, actually, Dolly said something that was key that the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me, you know, that we're going to see things that we've never seen before. In the supernatural, period, that's light and darkness. Light and darkness. Amen. First Peter chapter 5. Verses 8 through 11. Listen to what it says. Keep a cool head and stay alert. Well, I like that. That's for you. That's for me. Keep a cool head and stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Hmm? You don't want to be asleep. Paul says in Ephesians, Awake thou that sleepest and rise from the dead, from inactivity, from dead works. All right? Keep your guard up, verse 9. You're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It is the same with Christians all over the world, so keep a firm grip on the faith. I'm going to tell you, we are blessed this morning not to have happened to us what happened in the land of Israel on October the 7th and what is going on in a lot of the world, persecution. Verse 10, for the suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before the 
generous God who has great plans for us in Christ eternal and glorious plans they are will have you put together and on your feet for good. He gets the last word. Yes, he does. I like that. Somebody say, God gets the last word. God gets the last word. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Don't get caught napping. Somebody say, don't get caught napping. Glory to God. Keep a firm grip on your faith. Somebody say, keep a firm grip on your faith. Father, we thank you for your word. We say we desperately need your touch today. Holy Spirit, speak to us, through us, and for us. Cause every word to come forth accurately, boldly, as you would have it to come forth. Lord, we ask you to continue to move in the midst of us. Holy Spirit, you are welcome to just come and have your way. You don't have to have a man to do anything. We pray for that divine, supernatural intervention of heaven to just move into this earthly realm. Have your way today. We pray that souls will be convinced of the goodness and the righteousness that is in Christ. We thank you for your mighty gifts, for the anointing that destroys the yoke and sets that captive free. Lord, gain the attention of every ear and every eye. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. amen. You may be seated this morning. I want to read a few other scriptures today to you out of the message translation. And um, we want to read 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 and 11. So don't lose a minute in building on what you've been given. Complementing your basic faith with good character, spiritual understanding, alert discipline, passionate patience, reverend wonder, warm friendliness, and generous love, each dimension fitting into and developing the others. With these qualities active and growing in your lives, no grass will grow under your feet. No day will pass without its reward as you mature in the experience of our Master, Jesus. Without these qualities, you can't see what's right before you. Obvious that you, your old sinful life has been wiped off the books. So friends, confirm God's invitation to you his choice for you. Don't put it off. Do it now. Do this, and you'll have your life on a firm footing. Matter of fact, it's somewhat the Holy Spirit was saying this morning through Brother Hughes. Second Peter chapter number three, verses 14 through 18. So, my dear friends, since this is what you have to look forward to, do your very best to be found living at your best in purity and peace. Interpret our master's patient restraint for what is salvation. Our good brother Paul, who was given much wisdom in these matters, refers to this in all of his letters and has written you essentially the same thing. Some things Paul writes are difficult to understand. 
irresponsible people who don't know what they are talking about twist them every which way. They do it to the rest of the Scriptures, to destroying themselves as they do it. But you, friends, are well warned. Be on guard, lest you lose your footing and get swept off your feet by these lawless and loose-talking teachers. Grow in grace and understand an understanding of our Master and Savior, Jesus Christ. Glory to the Master now and forever. Yes. Amen. Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. But as I was meditating about this service this morning, I kept hearing these, hearing these words in my spirit. Face the storm. Face the storm. Look at somebody and say, face the storm. Because there is stormy weather that is approaching. If I know anything about the future, it is that storms are coming. When I said that statement, I thought to myself, well, you know, with all that's in the world, that kind of sounds elementary when you say something like that. In other words, tell me something that I haven't heard. And I want you to get that this morning because we're going to hear these things a lot, and it's important to understand. If I'm hearing it a lot, then God has wanted me to get it. Down in my spirit, man. Somebody say amen. And so we don't want to say, well, isn't there a new revelation? Is there, isn't there something new that somebody can tell me? And I want to tell you, no, not really. Nothing is new, Solomon said, under the sun. So this is the reoccurring thing that the Lord has been saying to me. Get a firm grip on the foundation. There is no other foundation that can be laid other than that which is laid, and that is Jesus Christ. you got to have a hold of Jesus. It's not Jesus and Buddha. It's not Jesus and Krishna. It's not Jesus and some occult. It's not Jesus and anything else. It is Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Only him. Think about this because over the years, the storms have come and gone in the natural. This is what the Lord was speaking to me, hurricanes and, and twisters and tornadoes and ice storms and rainstorms, the severe, severe storms that we have just in life in general. Throughout the years, these storms have caused a lot of things to change concerning building codes, and I want you to get this. So we have to build houses different now than we did 50 years ago or 20 years ago. See, they found out that you got to think outside the box when it comes to a storm. If I'm having a F3 or an F4 or an F5, the name of the game is survival. I want my house to stand. And we all know, if you've ever seen those pictures where a twister can take a piece of straw and drive it through a telephone pole, how does that happen? That's amazing. Somebody say it's amazing. And so things have changed. Standards have changed because of these storms, because when they think that they've got it and, and everything's going to work out and now we've got things built and everything is going to stand, some storm comes along and takes it out. But see, if they found out, Jesus tells us that when we experience trials and testings and tribulations and troubles, of any kind, that they have come to try the soul, and they're like storms. Everybody say storms. 
One of the things that Jesus said, in this life, this is my promise, you will have tribulation. But he doesn't stop there. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. I want to wrap my faith around Jesus. I want to wrap my hope around Jesus. See, what I'm telling you, if the least little fleshly thing can knock you off your feet, how are you going to handle it when something big comes along? See, with natural storms, <laughs> we look in the natural and see what's going on. We have to say, okay, as the natural goes, so comes the spiritual. Amen? So building codes change to accommodate changing times. I mean, what happens in Kentucky now is you're going to have engineers and different people to look at that, and they're going to try to figure out some way to have a house to stand when a storm comes through the land. You see, I believe that we're living in the last of the last days that Jesus spoke of in Matthew 24. And using that phrase that in the Greek language, he says, these are the beginning of sorrows. That word sorrows means these are the beginning of the birth pains of the end with Every pain getting closer and closer together until the climax of the age. So when the natural design of a house building, as things have changed, I want you to listen to me, the anchors and the, and the metal brackets and, and the deeper foundations and the bolting down of things. You know, what we need to do is to take a clue from that and say, hey, I might need to underpin myself. I may need to reach down and take a greater grip on the foundation, Jesus and his holy word. Somebody say amen. I may need to dig a little bit deeper. I may need, I may need to pray more than I've ever prayed before. I may need to fast. Huh? Come on now. Mm -hmm. So prophetically, we see this kind of thing being fulfilled right before our eyes. So... Who would have ever thought, and I want you to listen to me this morning, who would have ever thought that we would see people demonstrating in our cities about Palestine? Who would have ever thought that? Chanting destruction to Israel, demanding America bridle, you know, bridle Israel from being able to fight that battle. I would have never dreamed that I would have seen that in my lifetime. I just would not have. So who would have ever thought that even in our own universities, that we would see these, these kids that have been there to be educated become haters of America, haters of Israel. Somebody say, this is demonic. It's demonic. Who would have ever thought that we'd see our streets filled with violence, voices that cry out, death to Israel, death to America? Who would have ever thought we'd see our borders breached? with tens of thousands entering in. I think it's probably in the millions right now of the people that have streamed into our border, a teetering economy. How many understand that you can't give everybody a cell phone that walks across? You can't give them insurance. You can't put them up in a house, and you can't cover their meals, and you can't take care of everything. We can't even take care of our own homeless in America. How are we going to take care of all the different people that are streaming across the borders? Wars, rumors of wars, threats of terror that are looming, and God only knows who has come across the border and what the plans of those terrorists are that have entered into our nation. Absent leadership, 
who don't speak up or stand up. Hostility toward people of faith. That's one of the things that you need to really watch for right there. I was appalled the other day watching the news to see that there was a teenage girl that murdered her mother because of her Christmas present. I was appalled that here in North Carolina next door that there was two brothers. One shot the other and killed him because it was over Christmas presents. Somebody say, wow. Mm -hmm. So what can one say? Say, we're living in the last days. We're living in the last days. So I want you to hear this again. This is important. You have to understand that when the church got together, when Paul sent letters to the church, these letters were to be read, instructing the people and warning the people. So Paul says, This know also that in the last days, perilous, dangerous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. Wow. Did you hear that? So what does that tell me? That when I read this, he's telling me that there is a demonic presence that has been released upon the world that is causing people to be influenced to do just this. Get this, get this. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. Look at somebody and say, you need to fall out of love with yourself. That's what he's telling us. I don't want to be covetous. I don't want to be a boaster. I don't want to be proud. I don't want to be a blasphemer. Young people, I don't want to be disobedient to my parents. This is a spirit. Get this. This thing is in the world. It's influencing people right now. Why did these kids murder their parents? I mean, there was another one out the other day. This kid murdered their, their, their parents. This is amazing. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Have you ever seen a world that's so ungrateful and unthankful? We deserve it. I deserve what you do for me. We deserve nothing. Listen, without natural affection, truce breakers, people pop in and out of marriage like it's nothing. People don't honor covenants anymore. Are you listening? False accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good. As time goes forward, in 2024, you're going to see hatred released against the body of Christ like you've never seen it before. AI is going to get involved, and you're going to see things because of AI that seem to be real, but they're false. Listen, they can make an image of you and make you say anything that they want you to say. And it's important not to get pulled away and go astray over some lie. You got to know God. You have to know the Holy Ghost. You have to know the truth. You got to have some discernment. Somebody say amen. amen. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. Paul says run from it. When you see this stuff going on in the world, have nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. 
This is what God's Word says for us in Psalm 9. The Lord also shall be, will be a refuge for the oppressed, and they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek you. We've got to have a hold of the foundation. Somebody say the foundation. Hmm. You see, I believe this morning that never as before humanity is facing storms and tragedies and difficulties that we have no idea that are coming. I also believe that the intensity of these things are going to pick up and escalate like we've never seen. I believe that these storms are going to include great corruption. This is what Jesus says in Matthew 24, verse 12. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. You're going to see things in Christendom that are going to make you sick, and it's going to be easy for you to turn your stomach. You're going to see things in the world that are going to turn your stomach and that are going to make you sick as well. And if you're not careful what's going to happen, it'll cause your love to wax cold. So you can't get caught up in the rhetoric of the world or the, the news media or any of the stuff that you see with your physical eyes. We're going to have to, we're going to, have to purposely cause ourselves to be in the presence of God so that our minds be, can become illuminated and sharpened and that our discernment can be made strong. And that only comes from one place, and that is from the Word of God. I've got to sharpen my skills. Somebody say Amen. I've got to have discernment. I have to reach deep and take hold of the foundation. See, in order for me to stand strong or us to stand strong as God's people, I'm going to have to stand and reach for the foundation of truth. What's being attacked today? The truth. The truth. See, I can't, no long, I can't be lighthearted any longer about the church. Now listen to me. See, I can't straddle the fence anymore. I can't no longer pick or choose the parts of the Bible that I want. I can't live in Psalms and talk about blessing all the time. I can't just search the Scripture and say, man, God's going to bless me. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to be strong. Praise God. I'm going to be this and I'm going to be that and then live like a devil. Because if my lifestyle is living something other than this Word, then I'm on the wrong foundation. I've got to reach, reach down deep. My motive has to be is that I want to be like him. Come on. I want to be like Jesus, and I want my light to shine, and I understand that when I'm like him and I'm following him and I'm his disciple, that blessings follow me and overtake me. There's no way that I can get away from it. See, this morning, you shouldn't be seeking after the blessing. You should be seeking after the Christ, the blessed one. Somebody say Amen. And so it's important for me to understand, man, I've got to have a hold of the foundation. I've got to reach deep for the truth. I am blessed already. I know that if I do what the Scripture says, I am blessed. Somebody say amen. How can you keep from being blessed when God's promised it? Listen, I can't live lukewarm any longer. The church has become so accustomed to having what it wants. Sacrifice has been thrown to the side. Storms reveal the weak spots, the rotten boards, the weak foundation, the cracks that are in it. But those that have built their lives on Jesus, the rock, are you listening to me this morning, cannot and will not be moved or shaken by what comes. Everybody here is going to face storms. Mm -hmm. 
It's who's on board the ship that makes the difference. Huh? So Psalm 91, listen to this. A thousand shall fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. See, I want to have a hold of something this morning that when the whole world is falling apart, that I'm anchored to something that's so solid and steadfast and unchanging and unmovable that it cannot take me off track. Amen? I'm not following a cunningly devised fable that AI would like to cause me to think that I'm following or the world would like to tell me, but I'm following truth, and truth is a firm foundation. I know that when the storm comes, if I'm standing and living in truth, that I'm not going to be carried away. Somebody say amen. And so the Lord led me to the familiar story in chapter 4 of Mark and throughout the Gospels as well. In chapter 4, verse 35, we read this story of Jesus calming the storm. Jesus calming the storm. And the Bible says, in verse 35 of Mark chapter 4, And the same day when evening was come, he said unto them, Let's go to the other side. Let's go to the other side. So when Jesus says this to his disciples, he's also saying it to you and to me. Let's go to the other side. I want you to get this this morning in your spirit in light of the storms that are coming. As that Jesus said when you came to him and accepted him as Lord, he says, come and join me. Side with my party and go with me on this journey because I'm going to take you into heaven itself. This is important. So we're reminded that he never fails. Somebody say, Jesus never fails. Jesus never fails. In Matthew chapter number 8, verse 23, it says this. He said, and when he had entered into the ship, the disciples followed him. Somebody say, where he leads, I'm going to follow. Mm -hmm. See, if he leads into the storm, it is to prove his mastery over the storm. And I want to say, Jesus, you're at the helm of this boat. You're the captain of my salvation. You're leading us into this future. I could have been born in the 1800s or the 1700s, but you allowed me to be born right now. I'm alive in 2023 on the, on the prefaces of a new year, 2024. I'm alive right now when the whole world is in chaos and disorder and trouble and lo wars looming everywhere. And we see what's happening in the Middle East, and I'm saying at any time Jesus could swing out on a white cloud and take the church out of here. I'm living right now. I have to begin to understand, hey, I am a son of God. I have a supernatural God living on the inside of me. He has planted me in the earth for this season, and hell better look out because I know one thing. The one in me is the storm calmer. He's the one that walks on the water. He's the one that overcome, and I am an overcomer through him. Come on, somebody. As one man said, he's the overseer of the overcomers, and I'm glad that he is this morning. Listen to me. 
He got into the ship and the disciples followed him. I want to follow Jesus into this future. I have no idea what it's going to hold. I don't know what's coming in, in my future tomorrow or next week. I have no idea if we could be attacked as a nation. I have no idea what's going to be happening in the Middle East. I have no idea what the economy is going to be doing. I have no idea what people are going to do. But I do know one thing. He never changes. And if I'm holding his hand, everything is going to turn out all right. Listen, I can't be in love with myself because if I'm in love with myself, I'll love my life. And if I'm putting the same position that people in Israel were in or people that have faced death because of their faith, then I don't want to be in love with myself. I want to love not my life unto death. Come on, somebody. Because I will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony, having loved not my life unto death. It's important not to be in love with you. Somebody say, I love Jesus. Say it again. Say, I love Jesus. You know, we used to sing this song, I love Jesus. Yes, I do. I love Jesus. How about you? Come on. Say, I love Jesus. Yes, I do. I love Jesus. How about you? Come on. This side right here. I love Jesus. Yes, I do. I love Jesus. How about you? How about this side? I love Jesus. Yes, I do. See, that's important, man. If I'm in love with him, I don't have to worry about falling, lukewarmness, straddling the fence, just barely getting by. I've made up my mind, man, if I'm in this thing, I'm going with everything that's within me. I want to know him. I want to walk with him. And I want to I want to know what it is to walk on the water. I want to know what it is to get translated. I want to know what it is to have the supernatural God that I serve create right in front of me, something that needs to be created. I want to see him bring the people out of wheelchairs, open the blinded eye, wipe cancer out of bodies. I want to see him show up and do what he did in the scripture. Come on, somebody. Somebody say yes. This is what the Holy Spirit was saying this morning. But you got to be willing to follow him. He said, come on, guys, let's go to the other side. They got on the boat, and the Bible said that when he got on the boat, that he went in the back and he went to sleep. And as they began on that journey, the Bible said that there came a storm. Somebody said there came a storm. How many think you're in a storm right now? They got on that boat with him. And the Bible said there came a great storm. Matter of fact, if you look at Matthew, if you look at Mark, if you look at Luke, they all have a little different take on it, but they use that word great, which is magus. It's the word that we get mega from. In other words, it was on a grand scale. It was like nothing they had ever seen. And listen to what I'm telling you. There are storms coming that we have never seen before. Oh, I've seen lightning and I've seen thunder. I've seen the rain. We've had floods. I've been in an earthquake. I've, I've seen these storms that come through. I've seen the twisters and, and survived all of that. I, 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 I've heard about the tsunamis and everything else. You better get ready on a grand scale. There are coming storms. Listen, storms that are going to come spiritually that are going to carry a lot of people away. That's what we call the great falling away. What happens is when those storms begin to come little by little, it begins to shake people from their foundation. When COVID came, it shook a lot of people. I had people come to me and say, you mean to tell me we're going to have church? I can't think of any place better to be. 
They said, shut the door, bolt it, don't let anybody in, and for God's sake, don't meet together. Honey, I want to tell you something. If that king of heaven can't heal our disease, we're in a problem. If he can't meet our need, when there's no earthly way of meeting a need, we have a problem. Come on, somebody. I want you to know today that my faith says my God can do anything, anytime, any place, any way that he wants to do it. He will bring it to pass. He will supply my every need. He will carry me through the storm. And the church is still paying the price for shutting its doors to COVID. Come on. Don't be asleep. Be on your toes. Is that what the man said when we, read, when we read Peter? Come on. It's important. See, we got to forget about our dreams and our plans and what we desire and our wants. And we got to live a sacrificial life that says, Jesus, whatever you've got planned for my life, do it. I may be, I may be living in a brick house tomorrow. A storm could come and take it away tonight. i got to be willing to say, Lord, Lord, whatever you've got planned is something better. I'm willing to suffer for the gospel's sake and suffer whatever the suffering needs to be just to please you. Amen. Stuff is just stuff. Come on, somebody. Things are just things. But if you are in love with things and if you're in love with stuff and you're in love with people, then what's going to happen is you're going to get blown away in life when the storms come. Listen to me. Those disciples got on board. They trusted what Jesus said to them. They weren't expecting a storm to come. Now, you listen to me because those disciples, they were, they, were, they were seamen. They knew how to fish. They also had been in other storms. Come on. It's not the first time the wind blew. It's not the first time that rains fell. It's not the first time that they even had to bail water out of a boat. But this time it was something different because it was a mega-sized storm. America is going to have mega-sized storms. There's a mega-storm going on on the border. There's a mega-storm going on in the political realm. There is a mega-storm forming in the economic realm. There are mega-storms that are on the horizon. And we can't have our faith and trust in anything that has to be that has to do with the world or is tied to the world because the kingdom of God is absolutely separate. When he took Elijah down to the brook at Cherith, during, during a famine, when there were dead carcasses laying everywhere and all the other water bodies had dried up, he took him there. And he didn't tell Elijah, he didn't say, hey, I don't know what you're going to do for food or how you're going to forage for it. God sent the ravens to feed him. See, we got to have a faith that's strong enough that says, God, I do not believe that you will let your people starve to death. Come on. See, the church is big on feeding people, but you are you big on God feeding you? See, that's important today. It's one thing for me to give a biscuit to somebody that needs it, but if I'm in need and everybody else in need, can I believe God to rain down manna from heaven? Can I believe that God will show up and bring water out of the flinty rock? See, that's where our faith has got to be. See, I'm not of this world. I'm in this world. Jesus said, you are not of this world. You are a supernatural son of God. You've got supernatural genes in you. You belong to your father in heaven. You are not an earthly man anymore. You are a heavenly man. See, we're so tied to the natural. All we can see is the flesh around us. And I was telling Alan this the other day as I was talking to Deborah about it. I said, right now, while we're standing here, there's a thin veil between us and the spirit realm. And all God has to do is to pull it back. 
I remember years ago I was in Kansas City, the first open vision I had in my life. I was standing there and God pulled back the curtain and I saw a demonic entity run through that congregation. And I said, I, I was looking, I said, my God, is this real? I saw it. What that spirit was, was the problem that happened in that church and has manifested recently, actually. But do you believe that God can pull that veil back anytime? See, it would be easy for me to understand if God would pull back the veil and I could see demons standing there hurling curses and working against me and, and tempting me and tempting humanity and wanting to damn people's souls and at work in our nation, in its capital, and with our leadership, these principalities and powers trying to influence the nation. It's happening, my friend. It's happening. Somebody say it's happening. See, that's why we got to be on our toes and not asleep. We got to reach down and take hold of the foundation of truth. They, when that storm started, I could see them right now. They had no idea what they were in for. Just like a lot of people in the body of Christ, we have no idea what we're in for. Come on. But I know one thing. I found out how tightly knit America was to Israel the other day. I found out that what happened in Israel happened in America. I begin to say to myself, when our founding fathers knelt on these sandy shores and made a covenant with our God, come on, and that he was with them to influence them with the, with the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and our, governing body, our government that we have, thank God, but the demons of hell are trying to rip that apart and remove history from our nation. Is anybody hearing me this morning? This isn't by happenstance or coincidence. This is a design of hell. It is a storm, and we need to wake up and be able to see through it and believe that God... Listen, man, it started raining. The storm started coming, the Bible said, and the ship began to be filled. Somebody say it began to be filled. Uh-huh. Listen, listen to me. <laughs> 2024 is going to be a year of testing where storms are concerned. It's going to be a year. More in 24. Yes, it is. More blessing for the person who can walk through the storm more person who understands who their anchor is. Hello, somebody. Those storms will reveal. If I have become familiar with Jesus' humanity but have forgotten his divinity. Oh, boy, I need to say that again. I said those storms are going to reveal whether I have become familiar with Jesus' humanity and forgotten about his divinity or not. Oh, Jesus is my buddy. He's my best friend. He's the man upstairs. He's my elder brother. He's, oh, he's Lord of lords and king of all kings. He's coming on a white horse in the future, but we're coming with him. Somebody say amen. He's coming after his bride. That's you and me. We're going to be raptured out of here in the twinkling of an eye. Boom, we're gone. But he's not coming after the lukewarm or the cold or the indifferent or the backslid. He's coming after those that are on fire, that believe in him and have a faith and a trust and have been looking for his appearing and that love is appearing and say, Jesus, whatever I have to go through and put up with, I will walk through the fire and the fire shall not be kindled upon me. Listen, they will reveal the storm's will if I have become relaxed around his presence and blinded to his holiness. They'll reveal who we say that he is. 
Am I like Peter? Can I say you're the Christ, the son of the living God? Dear Lord, fear was lording over them. Oh, they thought they could have, they were seamen, they were fishermen, they'd seen storms before. They were out in the middle of that sea. They were at the point of no return. They couldn't go back. Come on. They were there. It's either sink or swim. Come on now. And they were there, the Bible said. But listen, Jesus, where was Jesus? Where was Jesus? That's what a lot of people want to know today. Where is Jesus at? He's in the midst of his church. (laughs) I said he's in the midst of his church. My God, listen, listen, let us go. Jesus said what? Let us go. Jesus said what? Let us go. Not just me. Where's Jesus at? On board. What's he doing? He's asleep. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let us go. Man, I love this right here. Let us go. How many understand that if that ship was completely filled with water, it could not sink? Oh, you're not getting it. Waters speak of your circumstances, the the destructive things that the enemy sends, the trials and the testings, the persecution. That's all that stands for. How many get this? That Jesus said, let's go to the other side. And what did he do? He went in back of that ship. He laid down and he went to sleep and he rested upon himself. I'm God. What did I say? Let's go. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. They were bailing water out. They were just working in the flesh. They should have been going, la, 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 la. Amen. But they were bailing water out. Isn't that what we do when storms come? We try to handle it in the flesh. Oh, I can fix it. Let's go get an attorney. I can fix it. Let's go get a doctor. I can fix it. What if we don't have attorneys or doctors in that moment in time when the storms are so great and eclipse everything else? Are you listening to me? Where are we going to run to then? You ain't going to Ghostbusters. You might get the Holy Ghost buster. Listen to me. They were bailing themselves out frantically, trying to survive, screaming, we're going to drown. We're not going to make it. We're perishing here. And the more they threw the water, the more the water come in. The Bible said that the ship was full. Read your Bible. Ships that are full of water sink. You know why that ship wouldn't sink? Because the word was on the, on the ship. The foundation was on the ship. My God. What can you do when the foundation of the world is laying on board your ship? Where was Jesus? Asleep. Ship was full. I preached that message a thousand times in my life, I guess. And the Lord said, you need to reread that. Ship was full. The ship was full. I've often preached it and said if it had to sink all the way to the bottom, it would have still went to the other side. But they would have drowned it. And the Lord said, no, look at it again. They were bailing themselves out. That's the works of the flesh. When you do the works of the flesh, you get what the flesh produces. They finally got in the spirit and realized that Jesus was on board. 
Where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? That's what we say lots of times. Where's Jesus in the midst of my, my family's in turmoil? My family's going through hell. I'm, I'm sick. I'm dying. I only have a short time to live. Where are you at, Jesus? But if you have a hold of the firm foundation, then you know where he's at. He's right here. Somebody say, he's right here. He's inside of me. Come on, say, he's inside of me. Somebody praise him for that this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen, that thing was full. They went back and they awakened him. Did they not? Listen, I need to read this because I don't want to. Oh, Jesus, help me. Yeah, right here. The Bible said, but he was sleeping. He was sleeping. Listen to this verse carefully. Mark 4, 37, 38. And the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. So the waves beat into the ship. I'm, you're not getting it. And the waves beat into the ship. See, I'm telling you, we have never seen what's coming. It's going to be wave after wave after wave, and it's going to attempt to fill your cup full of disappointments and fear lording over your life so that you don't have faith to believe the supernatural God of the Bible to show up and perish in the midst of it. They kept coming, and they kept coming, and they kept coming. The waves did until the Bible said that now the ship was full why didn't it sink? It was not because of them. It wasn't because of them. It was because the word was on board. The word was laying asleep on board. Mm, 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 you're not getting it. You, you're not getting it. The word was laying asleep on board. How many of us have the word asleep in us that needs to be woken Oh, you're not getting it. My God. How many have the word in you, but it just needs to be awakened? Come on now. See, you got a word in you. The Holy Ghost spoke this morning. God has promised you in this Bible right here. You have a word that needs to be stirred up and awakened. Paul told Timothy, stir that gift up on the inside of you. Don't you let these persecuting devils cause you to turn your back on Jesus. Don't be deceived by the world and all the rhetoric that it has. Don't you be one of those that come up and say, there's many ways to God when Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. If you're going to get to heaven, it's not by nobody's blood but his blood, the sinless, spotless blood of Jesus Christ. Come on. What are you anchored to? How deep is your foundation? See, I'm, I'm asking you this morning. What do you believe? It's the word of sleep on the inside of you. See, there's about to be an awakening by the Holy Ghost and the word of God coming alive in the hearts of God's people. Amen. To understand. Listen, I, it's not about my tomorrow, but it is about his tomorrow. It's not about my future. It's about his future that he's chosen for me. Come on now, because it's all written down. Somebody say it's all written down i got to get this stirred up inside of me. I was born for this hour. 
I was born to bind demons and cast them out and pray and hinder the works of hell from coming to pass in this earth. I am here right now with my hand out saying, devil, you're not going to have your way as long as Harvest Worship Center exists in this county and in this community. And I've got a word for you. In this nation, you cannot do what you want to do as long as we exist. Oh, that's a good place. That's what the Holy Ghost was saying. The devil can't have his way. You young people, you need to get this awakened on the inside of you. Because you're young, you got strength. You're going to be able to do things that I won't be able to do because at some point in time, unless Jesus comes and raptures this church out of here, I may be gone. I won't live as long as I possibly can. But I'm looking for some young people that say, I want the fire. I want to know Jesus. I need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I want to know what it is to move and operate in the gifts of the Spirit. I want to know what it is to see a blind eye open, a deaf ear pop open. God creates something in the body. I want to see wheelchairs emptied. You got to have a desire on the inside of you. That word is asleep in us. We come to church because we're religious. It's our duty. You're right. It's a bunch of duty. We've done our duty. Jesus says you're an unprofitable servant when you do just your duty. I want to be profitable. The works of the flesh. I'm going to save myself. Impossible. You cannot save yourself. You, can't, you cannot change your life by turning over a new leaf or picking yourself up by your own bootstraps. You can't do it. You cannot do in the flesh and accomplish what needs to be done in the spirit. It's a spiritual devil. You can't see him. Principalities and powers you cannot see. You cannot see this God that you serve. But I can see the trouble. I can see the hell. I can see the natural. And I know that there's a driving force behind it. That's why we are here. Listen. He was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. Jesus had enough sense to lay down on something soft. He was asleep on the pillow. He was asleep on his word. He was asleep on his, on his divinity. And they awake him. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, don't you care that we are perishing? Here, I, I know time's going on, but, you know, this is New Year's Eve. You need to hear this. Listen. When October the 7th happened in Israel, days preceding, preceding that, those Israelis went out and purchased thousands of guns. It's amazing. I heard that they were only allowed before that time to possess 10 rounds of ammunition. Uh, now, listen to what I'm going to tell you. Listen to what I'm saying. How many knows that a gun is a natural thing? What if they had called on the God of Jacob? 
What if they had called on the God of Israel? Kahashaya. Oh, my God. Oh, my. What if they had called on the God that drowned Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea? What if they had called on the God who parted that sea? What if they had called on the God that rained manna from heaven, that defeated all of their enemies, healed all of their diseases, that brought them through those wilderness wanderings, made them a great nation? What if God, what if they called on the God that made them a nation, let it be born again or birthed in 1948, back to their homeland? Wow. This is amazing. Do you, uh, do you hear what I'm telling you? This is so important today. Y'all pay attention to me. Don't pay attention to that. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. <laughs> what if they called on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. What if they got out and started screaming, Jesus, 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 Jesus. We believe in Jesus. We believe he's the Messiah. We believe he's the King of kings. We believe he's the Lord of lords. You, I believe that the power of the Spirit of God and the glory of God would have came down and consumed Hamas like a lightning bolt out of heaven and fried everything there. But right now, not yet. We know how it's going to be on go be fulfilled but listen God is over there Jesus is appearing to Muslims Jesus is appearing to Muslims get this in Gaza in Iran and they're being saved by the thousands mm -mm -mm. listen see what I'm trying to get you to do is get you get the Jesus in you stirred up now listen he was asleep and Jesus asked them, why are you so fearful? Why are you allowing fear to be Lord in your life? Oh, you have little faith. Hmm. And he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Mark's gospel says it like this. And he arose and rebuked the winds and, and the sea, saying, peace be still, and immediately, 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 there was a great calm. Luke said it like this. Then he arose, rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there rose a great calm. No, you got to get this. One more truth. In these last days, we're going to have to have the revelation that Peter did that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Now listen to me. We're going to have to know that he's the king of glory. This is one of the things that the Lord spoke to me. He said with the greatness, the mega size waves that the enemy is bringing against my people. Not necessarily the world, not the world. My people. I am going to bring Mega way, same word. Mega word. Mega, mega. I'm going to bring mega peace to my people. Mega anointing to my people. Mega breakthrough to my people. Yes, major upset. God said you need to get ready, get ready for what's coming. 
He said, because don't you be taken off guard by all the storms that are out there that are coming in life because I can tell you, I can hear the sound of the abundance of that rain from those storms. But I can say this this morning. I also know that he is going to send a mega move of the Holy Ghost to back up his church and the church is going to be preaching the word and he's going to back the church up with supernatural signs and wonders that attest that Jesus is the Christ. Somebody say hallelujah. Yes. Let's stand up on our feet today and give God a praise. Stand up and praise him. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ha, 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 ha. Hey. My God. I'm saying, Lord, I want that mega dose of the Holy Ghost. I want the mega moving of the spirit of the living God. I want, Lord, I want Jesus, that gift of discernment, that word of wisdom, that word of knowledge, that gift of faith, those working of miracles, those gifts of healings, those tongues, interpretation of tongues and prophecy. I want those things so that I can be edified and that the people of God can be edified. Thank God for tongues and interpretation. But I want supernatural work of the Holy Spirit to come. Gifts of healings. What? Faith for the miracle. Faith for him to jump out of that wheelchair and run. I believe, now listen, I believe that we could spend the time and we could pray and we could speak the word and we could teach the word and at some point in time, faith will connect and he'll come out of that. I do. I also believe that there is a gift of faith that comes of had it operate, that it happens now, right now, right now. That you look and like Jesus said, perceived Paul perceived that the power of God was present. And see, right now, we're facing those storms. Storms are coming. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. You mark me down. You could turn your TV on or you go search this stuff out. You're going to hear more prophecy about blessing than you do about what I'm telling you right now. There are going to be some people that are going to tell you trouble's coming. They're going to tell you hard times are coming. And I'm telling you, yes, they are. But I'm also telling you, do you think God's going to let hard times come without the hammer of his word coming down? Without the fire of the word being released? Without the power of the Holy Ghost showing up? But listen to me. This is the key. you got to want it. You have to desire it. you got to spend time asking him for it. you got to say, Jesus, see, we had to give place for the Holy Ghost to move this morning. you got to give place for God in your life. You got to say, I want those gifts, Jesus. Oh, God, you, I want them. You died so that I could have them, Jesus. I want those gifts. I want the operation of the Holy Ghost. And I want that in Harvest Worship Center. I want the unexplainable because that's another thing that's going to happen. Unexplainable things because there are demonic powers that have been released, that are going to cause things to happen. Listen, some of it's going to be lying signs and wonders and people are not going to know the difference between that and the Holy Ghost. Because the things that the devil does are going to, do, are going to be to validify something that is antichrist. Are you listening? It was in Paul's day. It was in John's day. It was back then. They dealt with sorcerers. Are you listening to me? People that operated in witchcraft. Those people were doing supernatural stuff. What do you think Simon came up and said, how much can I buy this Holy Ghost for? Peter said, your money perished with you. That you thought that the gift of God could be bought with money. 
the gift of God is free for everybody that submits to Jesus. You got to be a follower of Jesus. 2024 is going to be the year that you go into the harvest. Wearing the armor of God and robed with the mantle of the Holy Ghost. You're going to be ready for whatever the devil throws. Hallelujah. Right now, right now. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. This is what I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to do this morning. I believe he's saying to me, he said, you tell my people that those that are hungry for my spirit and are hungry for my power and are hungry for revelation of my truth. He says, you tell them that I said, come to me, come to me, run to me, come to me. I want you to do it right now. Come to him, come to him and say, Lord, I want to be ready for this last day move of the Holy Ghost. I want to be used of you. If I'm at Walmart at a gas station or if I'm in my neighborhood or no matter where I'm at, Jesus, I want to be used of you. And just say that God now, oh, fill me up. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Fire of God. Begin to ask Him. Begin to ask Him. I say, Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you are our hope. You are our foundation. You are our strength. You are our everything, Master. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Full up, full up, full up. down in our soul. Start a fire that can't be controlled. We need more of you, Lord. We need more of you, Lord. Let your fire burn. Let your fire burn. Let your fire burn. 
Father, I pray for that Spirit of God to flow like a river through everyone, every single person, every single person, every single person, every single person, every single person. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. 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 Say this with me this morning. Lay hands on yourself and say this. Say, Father, I thank you. At the head of this new year, I receive all that you have for me. I thank you now that as the storms come, you're the storm calmer. I thank you, Lord. Thank you for the anointing that destroys the yoke and lifts the burden. I thank you right now. I am not overcome. I am an overcomer. You are my Lord. I belong to you. And you are greater in me than he that is in this world. In Jesus' name, I will flourish in the days ahead. No matter what comes or no matter what goes, you are with me. You will never forsake me. And I will make it. And I will flourish and be a success in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now give him a praise. <laughs> Woo! Glory. Glory. Amen. Amen. No, not tonight. Um, glory to God. Don't, do not forget Laura Lee is needing help to take the Christmas decorations down. And she's going to feed you. Amen. Well, the church is going to feed you. But she'll make sure that you get it. <laughs> that you get some. What is it? Are you going to do pizza? Pizza. Elizabeth's pizza. I wonder why they didn't call it Fred's. <laughs> Amen. All right. Uh, praise you, Jesus. Tuesday night prayer meeting. Wednesday night service. All right. God bless you. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.